Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Glorify podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Engelman. I'm excited to be here with you today as we discuss the topic of Lent and Lenten commitments. And in particular today, I have seven tips to help you succeed and fulfill those Lenten commitments, even as it drags on, even as it gets difficult. There are some things that we can do to help ensure that we're going to honor these commitments that we've made to the Lord this season. So that's our topic today. Stick with me. It's going to be a great show. Welcome to the Glorify Podcast, where we share stories of God's miraculous work in our lives while seeking to deepen our relationships with the Lord so we can enjoy greater trust and through that trust, experience more peace and even joy during difficult times. I'm your host, Stephanie Engelman, author of A Single Bead, a story of the power of prayer. Are you ready to be inspired? Are you ready to find peace in your heart? It all starts with glorifying the Lord, and that's what we're here to do. Well, as we always like to do here on the Glorify Podcast, I want to start today with a story from the life of an everyday person just like you and me who experienced the work of the Lord in a remarkable way in the response to fasting, since that is really in so many ways going to be the topic of today's show. And this is a woman by the name of Jean Wick Atkins. Jean asked me to help write her life stories and turn her life stories into a book of reflection. So this is from a book that you can find on Amazon. It's Walking with Christ, Life Stories of Jean Wick Atkins. And the story that I'm going to share is a story of Jean taking up a fast. And these are in her words from a time when her daughter Lori had been very sick. They had started her on a whole bunch of medications to deal with some illnesses that she was experiencing. And Lori's behavior had become very, very strange, very erratic. She was very depressed. And the doctor suggested that they should actually move Lori into an institution. Jean refused to do so and instead she promised the Lord that she would take up a fast for 40 days for the healing of Lori and she fasted on bread and water for 40 days and at the end of that fast she says I received a message from God take her off the medicine and I remember her telling me this story and just saying that it was a very very clear voice take her off the medicine. Well, Jean did take her daughter off the medication, and lo and behold, Lori's behavioral problems cleared up completely, and her medical problems remained cleared up as well. So in response to fasting, Jean had this truly miraculous answer and a truly miraculous result that her daughter was healed, and it was as simple as following the voice of the Lord, doing as she was told. And of course, Jean didn't just come up with this idea of fasting out of nowhere, right? It's a common concept within Christianity, and we read about it in Scripture. And the the gospel story that I matched with Jean's story in her book was the gospel from Mark, where the disciples have tried to drive out a demon, an unclean spirit, and they have been unsuccessful. And when they asked Jesus, what did we do wrong? Why couldn't we drive out this demon? And you could. Jesus said, this kind only come out with prayer and fasting. So we know there are prayers that we need to have answered. There are miracles that we'd like to see worked, and those are that much more likely to be answered, and uh, those miracles that much more likely to be worked if we accompany our prayer with fasting. 
you know, I, I wish I could remember who said this quote, but there is a popular Catholic speaker whose name I can't remember right now, might be Matt Frad, um, that prayer without fasting is like boxing with one hand tied behind, behind your back. And I always think about that when I tell somebody that I'm going to pray for them, especially, you know, if somebody's going into surgery or, you know, having, if something serious is going on with a friend or a loved one, then I, I think about that. Well, prayer without fasting is like boxing with, with one hand tied behind your back. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to accompany this prayer with a fast as well. So just a little pep talk as we go into this season of fasting and penance, that uh, prayer is important. And Jesus gave us the example through that gospel healing and also because he fasted when he started his ministry. Before he started his ministry, he went into the desert and he fasted for 40 days. And he shows us, you know, that 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 is the way to be strengthened for whatever battles may lie ahead. Fasting and prayer are what will strengthen us in those battles. So uh, just a little encouragement for us as we enter into these 40 days and we seek to walk a little bit more closely with Christ on our Lenten journey and on the journeys that lie ahead. Even as we rejoice in Easter, we know that uh, we'll be strengthened for all of that, that that our rejoicing will be that much more joyful the more closely we have followed this fast that we are giving up to the Lord right now in these 40 days. And it's a beautiful time of year. It really is. So I pray that we'll have the grace to be grateful for this season of Lent as we enter into it. So seven tips to help fulfill your Lenten commitment more fully. Number one, and this first one is going to really dovetail off of that whole concept of fasting. It's all about fasting, number one. A lot of tips within fasting and how better to fast because we're all doing it, right, on Ash Wednesday, at least all of us Catholics, and we're all doing it on Good Friday and we're abstaining from meat on Fridays. And I know a lot of people will be picking up a fast on maybe Wednesdays and Fridays. And I would encourage you to try that because fasting is so important. And uh, this is a time, this is a time when we need, we need fasting. The world needs fasting more than ever. So if you're not already considering taking that up, I would encourage you to prayerfully discern whether the Lord might be calling you to enter into more fasting during this Lenten season. So number one, Uh, to help with your fasting in particular, your daily fasting, is set yourself up for success. First of all, pray ahead of time. In the past, when I've had days of fasting ahead of me on, you know, say if I'm going to fast on Friday, then on Thursday, I really try to very mindfully every time I think about the fact that, oh, tomorrow I've got to fast, um, I, I Turn it into a prayer. Lord, please help me to fulfill my fast tomorrow. Please give me the strength. Please, you know, give me the grace that I need in order to fulfill this this fast that I'd like to offer up to you. And I do find that that prayer really seems to help give me the grace to carry out the fast in the coming day. Another thing is get enough sleep the night before. We are so much better able to fulfill a fast and fulfill whatever commitments we've made in the day if we are well rested. So before you have a day of fasting, get a good night's sleep. It will help you tremendously. Eat a low carb diet the day before, especially the night before. Make sure your dinner is not full of cake and breads and and all, you know, all of the high carb foods or high sugar foods especially. 
instead really focus on the meats and the vegetables because at, uh, when you have eaten a high carb diet, it actually makes you hungrier the next day, whereas a low carb diet will help you to feel more satiated uh, in the coming day, even if you're not eating. And then also plan ahead by in the way of knowing what you're going to eat and having it on hand. So if you're going to follow the church's allowance that you can have two small meals and then a third meal where the two small meals aren't greater than the third, um, then you know I would consider even writing down exactly what you're going to allow yourself to eat. I know for me, if I allow myself one small meal, I tend to just like kind of keep making that meal a little bit bigger. And so I'll tell myself that, oh, I can have one one slice of toast with a little bit of peanut butter on it. And then I eat that and I'm still hungry. And I'm like, well, that was nowhere near what I would normally eat. So I can have a banana as well. You know, I'll add a little something to it. And I, if I write that down, I am that much more likely to, nope, nope. I said I was just gonna have a piece of toast and some peanut butter. That's all I'm gonna eat. Likewise, if you're going a little bit more strict on your fasting diet, if perhaps you're just doing bread and water, be mindful of the fact, especially if you're doing a multiple day bread and water fast, that your body does need nutrition. And so plan on a fasting bread. There are a lot of fasting breads that are available online if you just search fasting bread. I know there are some great recipes. Honestly, sometimes I feel like I'm cheating when I eat the fasting bread, but it does see to our nutritional needs. And uh, especially when you're doing a multiple day fast, I think that's really, really important that you have those fasting breads on hand. And then if you're doing a liquid only fast, author Amanda Lauer, she's the author of the Such as Heaven Intended series, and she's going to be on my show next week. She suggests trying to uh, just add beet juice and maybe allow yourself one glass of beet juice during the day if you're doing a liquids only fast, where that beet juice stays within the 50 calorie limit that is generally considered the limit for a, a liquid only fast, but it also provides for the nutritional needs that you'll have throughout the day. Another trick is to drink coffee. If if you want to allow yourself that coffee is an appetite suppressant. So uh, that's kind of a little trick to make it a little bit easier if, if you're not so good at the penitential stuff. Uh, and I'm not, so I'll, I'll add myself to that list of people. And uh, water. Water will make you feel more full. And of course, you can't live without it. So make sure you're drinking lots of water during your fast. The second tip to help you maintain your uh, Lenten commitment is don't decide, discern. And I realize as I'm recording this, it's just two days before the beginning of Lent. And so you may be listening that listening to this, you may have already decided what your Lenten commitment is, but it's really important for us to remember that it's not a decision, it's a discernment. So it's not about what I think I should give up. I know that I should give up Diet Coke, that it's not healthy for me, but that doesn't actually mean that's what God really wants me to focus on this Lenten season. And maybe I give up Diet Coke because it's not good for me. And honestly, it's easier for me to do these things when it's during Lent and I've made a promise to God. <laughs> Once I make the promise to God, I, I will usually honor it. Whereas if I just tell myself I'm giving up Diet Coke, then I'll find a reason to cheat. 
But there's probably something else that God's asking me to do this Lenten season, right? And so I really need to enter into prayer and discernment about what it is that he wants me to do, about how it is that he wants me to enter into a deeper relationship with him over this Lenten season. And I I think it's fair to say that it's always going to involve more than giving up Diet Coke or chocolate or cake or whatever our... Uh, you know, food addiction might be, that there's something else that God is calling us to in this Lenten season. And um, that's what we really, really want to get to the bottom of, because that's what Lent is truly all about, is developing our relationship with the Lord and um, following his will. So don't decide, discern is tip number two. Tip number three is turn it into a positive we are human and our minds don't like negatives. We also uh, don't like to operate in a vacuum, right? So if we take out one good thing, then uh, we've possibly left a vacuum that could be uh, filled with negative things, bad things. So instead, rather than always making whatever it is that you're doing for Lent a negative, turn it into a positive. My priest and his homily on Sunday spoke about the sin of detraction and speaking about others negatively and being overly critical and judgmental of people and encouraged us all to consider giving that up for Lent, you know, give up thinking, having critical thoughts towards people and and being judgmental and, and especially gossiping and things like that. Give that up this Lent instead of chocolate. And I, I think that's a great idea and one that certainly most of us would benefit from, I think. But, you know, I thought as well as, as thinking about giving that up, that I wanted to take on thinking positively about other people. So if I begin to have a negative thought about a person, that I would turn that around and just pray for that person and look at that person through God's eyes and and that that would be my Lenten promise is that, Lord, when I start to have a negative thought about a person, please help me to turn that into a positive, to see them as you see them. And those eyes are, his eyes are always filled with love. So I just, I, I hope that this Lent, I can become ever more aware of the eyes through which the Lord sees all of his people. And that might be you know, the person that cuts me off in traffic. It might be the the cashier that maybe doesn't uh, handle my bagging my groceries as well as I might like. You know, I want to turn that around and just pray for that person and um, realize that this is, this is God's beloved child and she or he is marvelous because, because she or he is God's child made in his image. The fourth tip is pray, pray, pray. <laughs> Pretty simple. Fasting without prayer is just a diet. So make sure that prayer is truly the foundation of your Lenten practice. When it gets hard, pray for the strength to continue to carry it through. And just every day, remember to, you know, the first thing that we should do is to offer our day to the Lord, hopefully to be spending time in scripture and prayer in the morning to set that foundation for our day. And to whatever it is that we're offering up that day, whatever our fast, whatever our our Lenten sacrifice is, that each day we would re-offer that to the Lord, that we would give that up to him again and ask him that it would be for his glory and that it would be a useful tool in his hands to help us grow more like Jesus Christ. And the fifth tip to help you fulfill your Lenten commitment is offer it up. This one is so important to me, especially on days of fasting. I like to 
sometimes offer the whole day for a single intention. Very often I will offer hour by hour for various intentions and I do actually write these down so that I can remember what I'm offering my hours for. I mean, what better time? Oh my goodness, we have so much to pray for right now for and an end to the violence in the Ukraine, for the conversion of Russia, for the protection of the Ukrainian people. And then beyond that, for an end to the violence in our streets and in our in our communities. Um, I we had a, a shooting at a local community center here in Indianapolis, a place where you would never imagine anyone such a such a terrible thing was going to happen. And last night I was I was walking and uh, felt in a very dangerous situation um, where I was really reminded that no, these streets, these streets are not safe at night and I can no longer walk at night, which I'm rather upset about because it's a cornerstone of my days and it's the time that I pray the rosary, but I'm, I'm rearranging my schedule because the streets are no longer safe, even in my quiet little neighborhood at night. So pray, you know, offering up an hour against violence. And then, of course, offering hours for those people that you may know who are sick um, and suffering or, you know, whatever challenges uh, your loved ones might be going through. And offer an hour for yourself as well, for holiness, for sanctity, for whatever it is, for the grace to carry out your vocation, for whatever it is that you need. Don't be afraid to offer an hour for yourself as well. But what I find is that when I offer each hour for a specific intention, I how am I going to cheat that hour, right? How am I going to cheat that intention? How am I going to cheat that that person? Um, you know, whatever it is that I've offered, it deserves my best. And so I'm going to go ahead and even when the bread is calling, if I've offered up, you know, a liquid only fast, or when the banana is calling, if I've offered up a bread and water fast. No, you know, when I when I have a specific intention, this little boy, Eli, that I've been praying for for several years now, who's been battling cancer, well, Eli deserves my best. Eli deserves this hour, and I'm going to give that to him, and I'm going to give it to him in full. So it really strengthens me and helps me to fulfill my fast, to know that I am offering up that intention for something important. And the sixth tip to help you fulfill your Lenten commitment is a classic goal tip, um, a, a classic way to better achieve your goals, and that is write it down. Write it down and put it someplace where you're going to see it often. Yeah, it's Lent, so we're not like going to forget our Lenten commitment, I hope, but just there's something about the the permanence, the um, gravity of writing something down that, yeah, I, I really said this. I really, I really meant it. I really intended it. And you might even write a whole write a whole journal entry on why you're offering this thing up why why is this the thing that you feel called to offer up is there some event is there some scripture reading is there something that you've heard on a podcast or from your priest that spurred you to offer up this particular thing is there some recent event whatever it is Go ahead and journal about that to help yourself when you begin to waver when you begin to think oh this is hard I can just give something else up or I can take something else on that would be easier. You can go back to that journal entry and be reminded of why you thought this was important enough today to give that thing up or whatever the day was that you made that decision. When you write down a goal, I've seen numbers anywhere between 42 and 57%. You're that much more likely 
to accomplish that goal. And I'm certain that that is the same with your Lenten commitment, that you are more likely to honor your Lenten commitment and fulfill it completely if you have it written down and if you refer to it often, especially. Number seven, the seventh tip to help you fulfill your Lenten commitment is another goal-oriented piece of advice that you've probably heard often when speaking about making goals, and that is tell a friend. And this can get a little touchy because we don't want to let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, right? But I think within the context of having a good spiritual friend that you have a a good relationship with where it's not bragging, you're not in a competition, you're not being prideful about it, but just to humbly say, and you know, let's face it, sometimes this can be very humbling to have to share our Lenten commitments with someone to tell them, hey, here, here is my Lenten commitment. Here are my Lenten commitments. Can you please hold me accountable? Can you please touch base with me and, and ask me how I'm doing? Can you be my sounding board when it gets hard? You know, having somebody that you can talk these things through with and having an accountability partner again increases our success in achieving a goal and it's going to increase our success in achieving our Lenten commitment so if that is something that you're comfortable doing then tell go ahead and tell a friend and ask for that accountability and maybe that's your spouse maybe that's a a good friend maybe that's your spiritual director uh, which would be wonderful of course but it is another really useful tool to help in completing this Lytton journey as fully as we possibly can. And also that friend might be able to help you talk through why you're doing this. And if your intentions are pure, I I do find that I want to give up the things that will help me lose weight. And I have to question myself, is that really what God wants for me? And invariably, I have to say no. No, it probably isn't. I mean, yeah, he probably does want me to lose weight, but that's probably not the integral thing to the Lytton journey that God would want for me. So I hope these have been helpful to you. I hope that um, something that I've shared here gives you a, a little um, a little boost in your Lenten journey and will help you to have a more complete and fulfilling Lenten journey. There are so many wonderful resources out there. And so I just pray that each of us can find the Lenten, the Lenten resources that God wants us to have this Lent. There, there, I couldn't even begin to list the beautiful resources that are out there. And, you know, I pray that this will be a beautiful season for each of us as we prepare our hearts for the remembrance of the passion of Christ, and as we also prepare to celebrate on Easter and to look forward to that day when we can fully rejoice in heaven with the Lord. Thanks be to God. This has been the Glorify Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Engelman. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. I am grateful for you and give thanks to God for you. And please, if you enjoyed this, like and subscribe and share it with a friend. We are called to glorify the Lord by following his commandments. And his number one commandment is to love. So let's go out there and love one another. Let's go out there and glorify the Lord today. Today.